Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I'm Macy. I'm Naomi. And I'm Sarah. And we are three counselors, one of whom is sick, here to entertain you with deeply disturbing things. And educate. Okay, wait, I'm kind of enlightened. I'm feeling kind of sad because um, when I talk, it like doesn't pop my face into the main. No, your face is in the main right now. It is. I just just, can't see yourself. No, you can. You just need to go up to the view button on the right hand side. No, it's okay. I don't don't need to see me. It's fine. I just thought. Or press spotlight speaker. And then. It's cool. I'll just. But on my end, just know you're popped. Cool. Okay. Oh, so you can put the the view and put gallery. And so you can see everybody. I can. I can see everyone at the top. Um, You should probably do that for the recording. I I just did that now. So we're good. Okay. Cool. I'm excited about this topic. Sweet. This is like three topics in one, but they're all connected. Mm. So we're starting in the past. Okay. Moving to present day with this topic. How are we going to do that? You, you may wonder. Well, without a time machine, without a time machine, we're going to be doing this. Wow. So listen and learn. Oh, when yeah. I talk to you about Operation Big Buzz. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we used to have a thing called the Cold War. This is like back in the 50s when we we're really worried about communism and so we had a lot of secret military programs remember i did that one on mk ultra mm-hmm. where they were like doing the, people, the testing yeah testing like mind control and everything so this was a different cold war secret military program that dropped 300,000 mosquitoes on the black neighborhood of Carver Village in Georgia. So what the government was doing was testing the viability of deploying mosquitoes as a delivery system of disease warfare. And they were testing it out on civilians? Yes. I'm guessing that there was no consent forms. (laughs) Yes. What? You are both accurato. Whoa, mama. But the government's doing things or did things. Without people's consent? <laughs> Shock. <laughs> and Quinn- They don't have our best interests in mind? Coincidentally, <laughs> I got bit by something last night. Like, I have little bites on my hand. I don't know if it was a mosquito or not, but something bit me. Government bug. Government bug. <laughs> the, the U.S. military did this entomological warfare field test in 1956. So they dropped these or dispersed these 300,000 mosquitoes from both airplanes and on the ground. And what they were looking at was, would it be feasible to, you know, put these mosquitoes like into munitions and then disperse the yellow fever from an aircraft? So these mosquitoes supposedly were not infected. With the yellow fever, but that was what... It was like the transport part of it, like the releasing, like would they all die? Yeah, they were trying to test it out to see if they could use yellow fever as like disease warfare. 
And so, so yeah, then, that makes me feel a little better. They didn't, they thought, well, they supposedly, supposedly, I mean, we're talking bugs. about an operation already that they were doing without consent. So like, where, where did the, where does the truth yeah. start? In yeah. That? And like, do, does, I don't know, the economist, 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 entomologist. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people care about their environments and I'm trying to remember the name of the environment. Oh, environment. Ecological. Environmentalist. Ecologicalists. Yeah. Uh, ecologicalists. Ecologicalists. <laughs> and eco eco ecologist. Oh ecologist. my god. Ecologist. I like ecologists. Ecologicalists. My sick brain. I can't put the <laughs> syllables together the right way. Well, this was the 50s, so there wasn't so, a lot right. of ecology going on. Um, well, I mean, I think plastic was 19th... just coming out as the thing that was going to save the world. So just to put it into perspective. Because ecology existed back during the ancient Greeks, 18th and 19th century. So, you know. Well, yeah, but not We're very advanced. Not like where people government, cared government about that when they were doing projects well i'm sure the government still doesn't care if it's in the way well just wait till i get to my third topic present day you'll find out more okay. is your interest peaked i'm I peaked so. <laughs> so were there so there had two um things they were looking at first you know producing storing and loading into munitions um and then dispersing the mosquitoes from the aircraft and then the second was to determine once they were dispersed, how they would survive the dispersion and would they seek meals? So I need to emphasize that the meals were blood meals from humans on the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or animal, I'm sure they could go for animals too, right? Right. But they're looking for humans because they wanted to, you know, use yellow fever as, as warfare, disease warfare. Um, I mean, animals maybe can get it. I don't know. I didn't look into that. So they created a total of 1 million female mosquitoes for the testing. So I learned in my research that the females are the ones that bite. The males don't bite. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The Usually the females in insects are the more deadly ones in general. Wicked. Like praying mantises. Don't they eat yeah. the mates after they do it? Yeah, right. and I think some spiders, I think some of the female spiders are vicious. They're yeah, like, we served your purpose, males. now I want a snack. And their baby, they'll eat their babies. Some of them eat babies. Mm -hmm. Some of them die right after so the babies can eat them. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Rough life. So these mosquitoes that were dropped from the planes, they're dropped pretty low, about 300 feet above ground. And then they would spread out on their own by flying and also due to the wind. Blowing. I was wondering about that because I'm thinking if they were too high up, that would just cause so much trauma and confusion probably for the insects that by the time they get down to the right height, they're going to just kind of be all dizzy and upset. Yeah, these poor bugs. They're all like whirlwind around and they're like, where did my Aunt Sally go? I don't know. <laughs> so sad. So 
Um, the Church of Scientology, we've talked about that before. <laughs> yes, and we still live to tell the tale. Well, they're the heroes in this story. They, you know, have been in long battles with the government and they um, ob- obtained the documents about this operation big buzz under the freedom of information act and then release them to reporters good so in the now declassified documents it said quote so these are from the 50s remember the chemical corps tested the practicality of employing 80s egypti mosquitoes to carry a biological warfare agent in several ways in November through or April through November 1956, the Corps ran trials in Savannah, Georgia, by releasing uninfected female mosquitoes in a residential area. And then, with cooperation of people in the neighborhood, estimating how many mosquitoes entered houses and bit people. So they're kind of saying, like, like I interpreted that too, Elise. Like, one, they were trying to say, like, some people may knew about it, but then I was also like, well, maybe that's secret agents on the ground kind of testing and looking into researching like how many sensors, mosquitoes. Yeah, like they go and ask, have you yeah. been <laughs> Yeah, how many mosquitoes entered houses and bit people? Um, so this document was in a bigger document that was called Summary of Major Events and Problems. <laughs> by the United States Army Chemical Corps. I just love that for some reason. I don't know. I feel like I need a a notebook that the outside says summary of major events and problems. I could fill that book. Yeah, I wonder how long, how thick that is. (laughs) (laughs) So this type of mosquito, the 80s Egypti, this is a notorious carrier for yellow fever and dengue fever in humans. And it also causes a number of animal ailments. So in assessing the mosquito as a weapon, the report noted, yellow fever is a highly dangerous disease. A person begins to show symptoms of the fever from two to 10 days after he has been bitten. Of the clinical cases since 1900, one third of the patients have died. So that's pretty deadly. Mm -hmm that if it gets into a population, one third of people are are going to die. Mm -hmm. And just having a really high fever, like that sucks. Like what's the highest fever you've had? Mm, I've never really had a super high fever, maybe like 103, maybe 104, unless when I was little, it was probably higher. And I don't know what that was, but even my kids, you know, they'll get to maybe like 102 and they're just burning up. So I hate that. But fevers are scary. Yeah. Fevers are actually good though. They're supposed to be burning up the. Yeah. Unless they get too high. Yeah. So, but that's just, you just feel miserable. So yeah. Yeah. The body aches, the body aches that go along with it are the worst. I just feel terrible when I have a fever. I become really whiny. Mm -hmm. What are the other symptoms that yellow fever gave to people just kind of like the flu um please tell me about it (laughs) i haven't it can bring on a sudden sudden and painful death great (laughs) early symptoms include chills followed by fever back pains and jaundice (laughs) you get a yellow green tint to the skin and that's why it was called yellow fever oh 
So if you are going to die, like if it's dire, you're going to start having uncontrollable hemorrhaging from the mouth, nose, and stomach. So that is is followed shortly after by death. Mm -hmm. And it's quick. So six or seven days after infection. It's usually in the movies. I, if there's blood coming out of your nose or mouth at that point, like bad That's things. It's not good. That's bad news, yeah. It's it's never a harbinger of goodwill. Mm-mm. So the reason this was being looked at in the Cold War, when you know we were really um, fearful of the communism, was because the research showed that yellow fever had never occurred in areas like Asia and what was then called the USSR. And so it was noted that these populations would be quite susceptible to the disease, so they would not have any immunity. At that time, the report said that the Army's Biological Warfare Laboratory at Fort Derrick, Maryland, was capable of producing a half million mosquitoes a month. And the Engineering Command designed a plant capable of producing 130 million mosquitoes a month. I would not want to work there. I don't like mosquito bites. Mm-hmm. My dad always used to tell me that and that they bite me because I had sweet blood. Mm-hmm. They're so they itchy. after me. Yeah, and they're itchy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Did you ever put the X on it to like try to make Yeah, it, it doesn't yes. really help. I get I, I get like allergic helped. to them. I think it's a placebo effect though, but I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now because I feel so many myths I've had to like I mean I've tried it because I get desperate, you know, because I think I mine will swell up like really big and for like two nights I won't you be able really, to really like weird blood things though. Like I do have weird blood things. Yeah. So in meanwhile, in Savannah, Georgia, 1956, they were trying to control a mosquito problem that summer. Hmm. So they're trying to control a mosquito problem, probably because the government dumped 300,000 mosquitoes onto a neighborhood. Can I share some home remedies? Sure. For mosquito bites? Mm-hmm. Vinegar? Toothpaste. Toothpaste. The menthol helps... Honey, a banana peel, hmm. and the underside of it. Um, it helps irritating itch. Vapor rub, <clears throat> um, that's the menthol. Ice, aloe vera, and X. Simply an X on top of the mosquito bite using your fingernail. Don't press too hard. You don't want to pierce the skin. It helps the itching go away until the X fades. I think I have extreme itching because. Nothing helps. The only thing that sort of helps is afterbite. Have you oh, like that? Afterbite? That's the, the like prescription strength sort of stuff. Well, you buy it in the store, but it's the only thing. Like I've tried Benadryl. I've tried all says, kinds of stuff. To- it says toothpaste like helps. Uh, like uh, like right. pull it out. I just want the poison to be sucked out. By well, put toothpaste on it then. Well, I'll try that next or time. I've never heard of Afterbite. Afterbite? You can just buy it at the store. It's, it. it's the I'm thing cool. that works the best for me. And when Stella gets the black fly bites on the back of her neck, oh, yeah. consumer, it totally helps with that itch. And that yeah. itch can be really bad. Yeah. So, I like your remedy, though. Thanks, Macy. You're welcome. <laughs> Within a day, the mosquitoes had spread and had bitten many people. They spread around 2,000 feet. 
Another report I read said one to two miles, so I'm not sure I, I reported on the lower end. Why Savannah? Like, why did they pick that area? Good question. Racism? I did, I did some research. Well, racism yeah. um, at play, but I did yeah. some research and yellow fever epidemics have struck the United had struck the United States repeatedly in the 18th and 19th century, and port cities were the primary targets. Mm. So New Orleans, mm. Mobile, Savannah, and Charleston were ma- major targets. So there was a history of yellow fever epidemics in this area. Now, this is just my own hypothesis of why Savannah was chosen. That maybe because there was a history, maybe it wouldn't be questioned so much, which comes back to were those mosquitoes infected? Right. Because I watched some interviews and some Savannah residents have their doubts. So in um, 1878, there was a big epidemic in that area and... You know, a hundred thousand to a hundred fifty thousand people died. So it was a big epidemic. Savannah's first major yellow fever epidemic was in 1820 when six hundred sixty-six people died. Six six six. And in 1854, a thousand and forty people died. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was you know up to one hundred fifty thousand deaths. Yikes! That's a lot. So let's come, that was, you know, the 50s um, and the 1800s. So we went way back. Let's go to 2021. Quick question. Just a little yeah. bit before go to 2021. Um, did you find out the lifespan of a mosquito during your research? Because I'm just wondering how long were they able to kind of go around and cause. I didn't look that up. Oh. Look, do you want to look it up? Yeah. Well, I can't because my phone's still. Giant. <laughs> Sorry. What's the full question? How long do mosquitoes live? Life cycle. And how far between, how many people can they bite? You know, like if they pull blood out of one like person. Like is it one and done? Kind yeah. Of? Stages, uh, egg, larva, pupa, and adult. Um, And they... <laughs> But I'm sure they don't release, you know, they release them during adult phase. So uh, it says that they are, depending on the species, females lay their eggs either individually or attached in groups called rafts. The eggs are placed either directly on the surface of water, on the edges, in tree holes, or in areas prone to flooding from rain, irrigation, things like that. Um, okay, so the egg is laid out of water. If the egg is laid out of water, it is subject to an, an subject to intermittent flooding. The embryo may lay dormant for years until the ideal natural hatching conditions are met. So they can actually lay through winter cycles and not hatch um, for years, even. Uh, but what once they're horned, <laughs> how long do they live? Does it say? Larva stage is four to fourteen days, and then the pupa stage is about four days, and then male mosquitoes only live six to seven days on average. Females with adequate food supply can live up to five months or longer. Oh, that's a long ass time. With that's a lot of destruction. Female, 
lifespan about six weeks average lifespan six weeks oh so they can live up to five months he's gonna be biting a lot of people in that time yeah Hmm. so she locates her victims by the carbon dioxide and other trace chemicals exhaled don't breathe out Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh the female flight range is one to ten miles but some species can travel up to 40 miles before taking another meal after yeah. each blood meal, the female will lay her eggs, completing the life cycle. So that's why when I read, you know, I try to always go to different sources to get info. Like the first source said two th- they traveled 2,000 feet. And then a- another one said one to two miles. And this one said 10. So maybe okay. one to two miles is-, is more accurate. Right. And this is the BDCI Mosquito Management website. Um and on about mosquito biology by raid.com if they mate with male mosquitoes when they're down there then that would probably infect those guys and this could have kept going for a while and then laying eggs of infected yeah and and for years the the eggs can lay dormant so they don't even know like how if like how many generations that impact yeah well exactly (laughs) You ready to move to 2021? Yes. Thank you for that info. All right. <clears throat> this podcast is making us so freaking smart with random facts. I swear, though, I what just happened? <laughs> Sorry. You turned the camera okay. off. It's I okay. I just moved my. Um, <laughs> I forget half of it until I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Well, <laughs> and then like I feel saying- like people don't believe me sometimes. I'm like, like any topic they bring up that's weird i'm like oh yeah we did a topic about that we did a podcast about that we did a podcast about that (laughs) yeah and i'm like yeah but it's also like it does it feels like all of these files that are just like buried in there like i'd have to actually sit and think about it i'd have to maybe have the discussion two or three more times to be able to pull everything out readily but Mm -hmm. i can vaguely remember things i was watching a show and they had like a quick scene of about cow tip like of somebody doing cow tipping and I'm like that's 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 not real (laughs) (laughs) not real (laughs) thank you DDT (laughs) DDT saves the day (laughs) okay 2021 what was going on what was the big deal Y2K COVID no that was 2000 2021 Macy not 2000 So in 2021, COVID vaccine hesitancy was much higher among Black Americans than white Americans. Mm-hmm. So, quote, mm-hmm. caution is a rational approach to centuries of structural racism, mm-hmm. said Savannah resident and activist Natavia Sanders. It makes sense for Blacks to question vaccines and studies after countless times of being the study for things without their consent or knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just kind of connect things through time and how um, our field, you know, we work in the field of psychology. um, In our field, we need to be careful that we're not pathologizing mistrust or paranoia about the government and medical and scientific institutions, because this is really justified. There's a justified history of it. And this pathologizing leads to black individuals being more likely to be misdiagnosed with schizophrenia. 
2014 review found that Black Americans were three to four times more likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia than white Americans. I just so, wrote, wrote about that yesterday and they're like only um, only like a quarter will get the mental health treatment that they need. Um, but they also have like more mental health um, need, but they're not getting it. And then when they get the, they're getting misdiagnosed with mm -hmm. harsher diagnoses, but then not getting the right treatments for it. It's just like, oh, yeah. a mess. Yeah, and the article that I um, peeked at when I was researching that I didn't <clears throat> do a deep dive into, but said that uh, Black individuals in nursing homes, they're twice as likely to be given antipsychotics. And so the thought <laughs> is that the behaviors are seen as more extreme, and so we're yeah. over-medicating people to make them sedated. I have, let me, can I share something super, super, yeah. super fast? Okay. So actually, <clears throat> uh, responding to one of my students in their class yesterday, <clears throat> I shared, <laughs> sorry. So uh, major depressive disorders are also diagnosed, misdiagnosed 66% of the time. Bipolar disorder, 93% of the time. Oh. Anxiety disorder, 71% of the time. And uh, so- this is from uh, Dr. Roshana Chapel, Chapel, licensed independent clinical social worker, and um, uh, uh, who is also black and states, uh, this is quote, folks of color are, are overdiagnosed with bipolar disorder because they spend a lot of time trying to compose themselves or hold in their personalities and not show any kind of outward rage or anger. Then when they end up expressing themselves. Our bodies are moving. Our voices can get elevated. For some people who aren't used to these type of mannerisms that come across as this can come across as being a mental disorder, that there's something wrong with this person, that they can't control themselves. Hmm. Yeah. My first job at a grad school in 2001, I worked at a public school program, an elementary program. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was for the kids that their behaviors and mental health um, concerns were too much for a BI room. So these were the kids that couldn't um, manage being in a BI room. Mm -hmm. So it was absolutely like the most extreme cases in Spokane outside of being hospitalized. And in my classroom that I worked in, we had like, it was very small, it was like six or seven kids with three staff. And I was the mental health counselor. And half of the kids were African-American kids. Now, completely overrepresented. I mean, Spokane, we know, is like 89% white. And so just it was just very striking that the behaviors were seen as more extreme when they're seen in a, in a Black kid than a white kid. Uh -huh. Because if it, it's not overrepresented it would have been you know two percent of the classroom would would be black if it's matching the population statistics were you in that room the whole day or you kind of would do check-ins or come and take kids out or were you in there with i had options i had my own office to pull kids for one-on-ones and, oh, okay. and then i had another office to do paperwork but mostly i was in the milieu 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's an interesting experience. Yeah. All right. Ready for topic three? Mm -hmm. Do you like how these are all connecting? So that last one. So just to. Okay. So COVID um, and the mistrust around vaccines um, that are kind of being pushed by the government and pushed hard with shutdown and threats and can't work possibly if you don't get them. Mm -hmm. um, like there's a lot of. Um, political push to behind them and then big pharma involved so it and then tying back to the historical and generational traumas yes of being made part of studies without consent mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't want three hundred thousand mosquitoes dropped on brown's edition you know <laughs> you you would expect Not to get that. a flyer at least on your car at least <laughs> Like get out at the bare minimum. If I can get a flyer <laughs> for a band I don't want to see, then I should be able to know about the mosquitoes being dropped on my house. Yes. All right. So now present day. Okay. Genetically engineered mosquitoes. Gyms. Like I can't even believe this is like a real thing. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> oh no. It the, sounds like it's out of a James Bond movie. Already. Yeah. The state of Florida has approved the release of billions. Did you hear me? Billions. State of Florida? Yeah. Billions of genetically engineered mosquitoes. What? The, Are they... No, you're going to tell me, so I'm not going to talk. Go ahead. The Environmental Protection Agency <laughs> authorized this project last year. Um, and there was a pilot deployment in 2022, so last year, in which mosquito eggs were placed in the Florida Keys that were expected to hatch tens of thousands of these genetically engineered mosquitoes. We're not talking the, robots, right? We're talking... No, we're talking about... They're not robots. They're real they're mosquitoes. DNA. Yeah. Okay. They're just, they've been modified. They've been altered. That's what I was thinking at first too, Macy. I just thought like these little lasers. They're not nanobots. <laughs> but then I was like, oh yeah, they were. Okay, so so what what were they modified for? I'm getting, I'm going to get, okay. I'm going to tell See, you. I knew it. I knew it. That's what I was going to say. You're going to know more than you ever wanted to. So okay. that that was mainstream news, was just that bit. Um, But I did a deeper dive. Did you go deep? Because this is deeply disturbing things and we have to go deep. I didn't even get that till just now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> deeply disturbing things where we go deep. <laughs> That's the first time we've ever said that. Ever. I know. It's off the cuff. It was pretty good. <laughs> I think we have to start saying it more. We so go deep. <laughs> I learned. Intro. <laughs> good. I learned that there were actually field trials occurring in Florida in Key Haven as early as 2016. That's not in the mainstream news. That's like almost 10 years ago. So what what mosquitoes uh, would you guess are they genetically engineering? Oh, it's the 80s Egypti mosquito, the same kind that was dropped in Operation Big Buzz. Coincidence? Perhaps. Hmm. So this mosquito, 
as I mentioned, is known for carrying the deadly yellow fever and dengue fever, and then another disease called Zika. So the male mosquitoes have been genetically altered so that when they mate with females, they will pass along a deadly gene that will kill female mosquito larvae. So the intention is it will wipe out the biting mosquito population, which is the females. Thoughts so far before I keep going? I don't know. I, I I learned in kindergarten about the like the, the ecosystem. I'm going back to ecology here as a baseline. Right. Ecology. I, my ecological self says that because I grew up in an area where there's lots of swamplands and stuff, and so we'd always have to go out there and like you get the little your little swamp zone that you have to look at the microbials and and but like everything impacts everything, and so. Mm-hmm. How how does this not throw off? How are got to be a reason for mosquitoes? How are not the elephants now going to die somehow in some butterfly effect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was raised the same. I had a science grandma, and you know, we would lift up a rock to see the insects under, but you had to place it back exactly how it was. And science guy, are they saying they're dropping these guys because they want to wipe out the? biting population female mosquitoes for everybody's good or are they really just releasing disease mosquitoes and that's their what they're saying they're um you raise valid questions thank you i mean aren't there enough preventative strategies like couldn't you better spend that money on getting people mosquito nets prevention things like there's like the, the the netting things like if you live in an area that's swampy and there's mosquitoes then you could put the money as a government towards preventative measures instead of i mean 100%. Unless, unless there's like an overpopulation which if it's an overpopulation then you find a natural enemy and put them out there not a foreign one like the cats because bat, bats eat mosquitoes right release some bats they do and i'll wrap up with some um tips and tricks nice at the end but i love how we're all thinking on the same track so like i said i did a deep dive the biotechnology company that genetically engineers this mosquitoes is a british company called oxitec and they applied not only to release billions of mosquitoes in florida but to release billions of mosquitoes in california as well But as we know, these are completely different political climates, Florida and California. They're not only opposite sides of the country, they're opposite sides of the fence politically. So environmental... Sounds like an evil corporation, just saying. (laughs) Oxitank. What was the name of the company in Monsters, Inc.? That's kind of, yeah. That stole like the kids' screams to like power... I the, it, it was something. Oh, it was something. Come on, Sarah. Don't you remember? I love that cartoon and I can't remember.